For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butry is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poimen Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butry for a life changing encounter with the Word of God. And brings us back safely. There is enough for us to rejoice about. And one of the reasons why we should always be happy is because God preserves our lives. He does things that nobody can do. And sometimes there are many things he does that you can't even see. But he's doing them nonetheless. So we are blessed. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to continue where I left off, I think. And uh, for a short time, I believe... I'm going to share on tithing. I've missed you anyway. It's nice to see all of you looking nice and happier. So I think I shouldn't be around so that your joy will be more. When I'm not around, you are happy. Yeah. That's how children are. When their parents are not in the house, they are happy. Yeah. They have liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. Well. I'm going to share on something that is important for our faith. If you say you believe, you must believe in full, not in part. It's just like saying, you know, many guys tell women, I love you. And their understanding of love is that the woman will cook for him, the woman will wash for him, the woman will do what? Clean the house, give him sex. That's all. When he gets these things, he's happy. He doesn't think about what the woman needs. When the woman makes a request, then he becomes angry. When the woman says, I need this, then he becomes angry. You see, you, 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 you say you laugh, but you are laughing in part. Yeah. The actual sign of love it's one word, given. For God so loved the world that he gave. And what did he give? He gave something that is far valuable than anything that you can buy. His only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The evidence of God's love for us is the giving of his son. Now, if you say you love God, what do you give back? God is not asking us to give our children to him. But he still commands and instructs us to give. And this morning, I'm going to share something that I believe will bless all of us, including me. I don't know what God is going to say, but I know he always says, powerful things to us. 
Leviticus chapter 27 and verse number 30. Leviticus 27 and verse 30. Now, the book of Leviticus is a very powerful book. If you read this particular uh, scripture, it talks about tithing and giving and pledges and vows and all those things that you take for granted. And these were God's instructions to his chosen people. Now, if somebody tells you that we live in the New Testament, so the things that are in the Old Testament, we shouldn't practice them. You have met a demon who doesn't want you to progress. You see, Jesus Christ says something. He said, I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And so there is nothing that has been abolished per se. It is continued, but it is continued in grace and in truth, which is different from an eye for an eye and what? A tooth for a tooth. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. The dispensation of the New Testament makes us people who also have sins, and we don't have the right to judge people. Yeah. That's the difference. So everything that is there is for our good. So don't discriminate. Don't say, this one is Old Testament time, so we don't apply it in the New Testament. All right, if it is Old Testament, the Old Testament says that thou shalt not kill. So now it is abolished. So go and kill and come back. It says thou shalt not steal. Go and steal and come and sit down. Because in the New Testament, it doesn't say thou shalt not steal. But the New Testament scripture has thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. The New Testament talks about hatred. If you have hatred, you are like a murderer, you are a killer. It's like it expanded the, the things that are wrong in our lives. So there's nothing that is abolished. And one of the things that is always a controversy is giving. Believers fight giving. Yeah. They fight giving. Now, at uh, Leviticus 27 and verse 30, it says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land, or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Now, just look at this scripture and remember something. The word we call tithe, that thing, it is not for you. It's not for me. It is for God. It's just like when a country says tax, the word tax, the tax is not for you. It's not for me. It's for the country. That's the tithe. And God was instituting laws and putting in place regulation that will guide how Israel walks with him and lives with him. And there are several things that God instructed them to do. He talked about sacrifices. He talked about prayer. He talked about forgiveness. He talked about loving people. He talked about showing mercy to strangers. He talked about... uh, the sins that we know, don't kill, don't be jealous, don't be envious, you know, uh, don't be dishonorable to parents, don't be disobedient. I mean, many, 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 many things were said, which still are relevant. And one of them that was instructed the church 
was that the tithe, which is a tenth of every increase, if you have a farm and you have a hundred bags of corn after your harvest, it means ten of them is not for you to be eaten. You have to give it out so that people who are poor, who don't have, will also have something too. So up to today in Israel, they say that when the farmers harvest, whatever they harvest, they leave 10% of it on the land so that anybody at all can come and take some. And when you are greedy and you go, you also don't take everything. You just take a little. It's a principle they have applied up to today. Yeah. And you can see how blessed they are that people who live on arid and dry lands, deserts, patched lands, have everything to sustain them throughout the year. They don't import any food. Africa imports everything. Oranges, banana, uh, apple, uh, what? Pear. Any fruit, tangerines, any fruit that you can mention, we can grow it in Africa, but we import it. Tomatoes, pepper, they are all imported. Yeah. It's amazing, eh? Yeah. Because you see, we don't believe in any principle. We don't like giving. Yeah. The banana that you eat here is not from your grandmother's farm. Yeah. Yeah. It's from far away. Yeah. Just a few of them which cannot suffice all of us. Yeah. It's amazing. amazing. So, God said to Israel, all the tithe, 10% of anything that represents your increase, put it aside. It is mine. I mean, is it a strange doctrine to hear? Yeah. It's not a strange doctrine. But many of us find it strange because when you don't believe and do something, it means you don't accept it. It's strange to you. He's calling you around this time. All the tithe of the land, whether of seed, of the seed of the land, anything you grow and you see increase. You see, think about it. If you have corn and you put it down in the ground, do you know who makes it grow? Eh? Do you know who makes it grow? You think it's your ground? Or is the water you pour on it? Or the way your face is nice, the corn respects you and gives you increase? Yeah. It is mysterious. It is God who causes all these things to grow. Yeah. The fruit of the tree. Anything that you see that life gives us, we have no hand in it. It is God. So if God says, leave a tenth for me, and the reason why the tenth was instructed to be left was so that people who are poor, who don't have, will also have something little. Something little. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And this was an instruction to Moses. Make sure they do it. Supervise it. And make sure that when the harvest comes to you, 
you distribute it accordingly for everybody because there are strangers in your midst who don't have the land, who don't own anything. There are people who are poor, who don't have anything. Care for them. Be there for them. Because people are selfish. We all wives and children. Is that not so? Those of you don't, who are not married are thinking about yourself. Those who are married are also thinking about themselves. Everybody unto his own. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you fanning yourself so much? Cool down. Uh-huh. I know it's hot. Just cool down. You'll be fine. Eliana, put the fan down and do the interpretation without fanning yourself. Yes. Uh-huh. If I see you fanning yourself, I'll mention your name right now. Yes. Me too, I'm feeling hot. I'm not holding a fan, so let's all be happy. But there's some nice air here, so I'm enjoying it. You can come and join me here. Come and stand here and yeah, enjoy the breeze. Yeah. Where are some? You are doing interpretation in French. Wow. It's an international church. All right. The Wolof people, they don't like interpretation. Okay. Why should speak the Wolof? It's possible. All right. Beautiful. Now, if we have established what the tithe is, it's 10% of any increase. So, you see, today we don't have farmlands. <laughs> Some of us have not even uh, taken a hole to dig, to plant something in our lives. Who, who is like that? Who is like that? You have never planted anything in your life. All these years. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. 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 You have eaten mangoes that you never planted before. You haven't planted any mango in your life, but you have been eating mangoes. You have been eating watermelon. Have you planted one before? You eat granules more than even uh, uh, rats. Eh? But you have never planted granite before, have you? Uh-huh. We are not farmers. You eat rice. Hey! Rice farms. Have you even considered what, how to, you know, some of you, they say, go and plant rice. I say, how? But rice, do we plant it? Some of you think that rice comes from the factory. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we also have increase in our modern times. Our increase is in different areas of our life. And the major thing is that represents our increase is money. Yeah. Yeah. You are quiet. I know you will be quiet. Yeah. Because uh, when you talk about giving, then Christians go into silent mood. Yeah. You see them happy. When you say give, then everybody goes into airplane mood. <laughs> out of coverage area. Hey! <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to show you something. You, we have to change. Yeah. There's a covenant that God wants to have with us. And the covenant is, is expressed in several instructions. And one of them is about money. How to use money. You see, God talks about how to use your body. You don't throw your body at men. As a woman. 
Your beauty, even if it is admired by men, let them admire it. Let them touch you. Preserve your bodies. Keep yourself. Do you understand? That's your dignity. The, bo- the, 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 the word of God talks about how to preserve your soul. Don't allow people to deceive you, to lie to you, to entice you with things, to give you certain feelings. Yeah. So God teaches us to preserve this body, to preserve the soul and your spirit. Your spirit means that don't allow certain relationships into your life. Don't be contaminated. And, and one of the things that is also very important in our lives is our money. Our money. And God is interested in your total being. Do you understand? It's like some, many of us, when we are growing, your, our parents teach us how to keep our body. Brush your teeth. Do what? Bath. Even some people don't know how to bath. They bath every day, but they don't bath well. Yeah. Yeah. Or even brushing your teeth. Some people can finish brushing their teeth. When they speak, it's as if they have not brushed their teeth. It's true. Yeah. Because you don't do it well. You don't floss your teeth. When you eat and things go into the, in between the teeth, there's something called flossing. You have to find floss to, to remove those things that get stuck because they, they tend to smell. And you are quiet for a long time. And you open your mouth and say, hello. And people are going back. You don't understand why they are going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we are trained. Do you understand? Women, how to, some of your mothers teach you how to keep yourself. Personal hygiene. Yeah. Is that not so, sisters? When you are in your menses, what to do? Huh? Yeah. How to bath well. Hey. Yeah. Is that not so? Uh, you are making me feel as if I'm teaching some. Yeah. Yeah. They also t- t- tell you to study, to learn. When you are going to school, they encourage you to be a good student. Stop fanning yourself. I'm feeling hotter than you. <laughs> The fanning is taking away your concentration. I'm telling you. So just concentrate. You forget about feeling hot. Yeah. So you are taught. Be serious. Study. You know? Yeah. And sometimes they tell you about your friends. Hey, this person is talking. There are some people. I used to have friends here. When they come to my house, my father would tell me that this guy can't be your friend. And I used not to understand. But when I grew, I understood. Yeah. I understood. Because it's like you have a friend, you go and play football with, you move around, you roam around. Then your father says that this guy doesn't look good. He he's, can't be your friend. You don't understand it. But when I started growing up, then I realized that, yeah, it's true. Because joking with it. What are they doing? They are guarding and preserving your soul. Lord have mercy. The chair is broken. Oh, forgive us, oh. brother. Sorry. Please, I'll give you a drink after church, eh? Yes, to cool you down. Wow. Mercy. I've come to small church. No, you are falling down on chairs. Charlie, you are blessed, brother. Yeah. All right. So, our parents are interested in our spiritual being. You see, our lives, the people you relate with. 
Sometimes when they tell you, don't go out with this person, don't be with these people, it is, you, you understand it, but it has spiritual connotations. You see, that's how God is. He gives several instructions. But one of the areas where many of us, we don't have our parents actually involved in is our finances. They say little or nothing about how to use money. Many of us are not encouraged to give as a sign of advancing us financially. It is something many parents don't teach. The reason is because they themselves have grown to realize that as for money, giving it out is difficult. (laughs) Because everybody wants more. Everybody wants, and our parents, the money doesn't suffice them. The budget, I mean, look, my, uh, some of you, eh, one day, if you sit down with your parents and you ask about their income and what they did, you see that your parents were magicians. They sustain you with little. So what you see is that it's like they make every effort to provide for you, but they don't teach you to give to God. They will tell you, go to church. If they are fasting, they say you too fast. Eh? But they don't train you and raise you up to understand that you must be responsible when it comes to your giving. Normally, when you are coming to church, they give you money that you should give. But they don't tell you that if you have money, put some aside and give. But you save money and buy things that you want. Say amen. Amen. So many of us grow up, even though we are Christians, we grow up and we are skewed in our thinking. We are twisted in our thinking when it comes to money. And so many of us resist the teaching on tithing and giving in the church. You can be preached to and you will not listen. I'm going to share two testimonies. Yes. By human beings, just like you and me. Two testimonies. And then I will read Malachi for us. And then we'll go home and live happily ever after. Yeah. Testimony number one. Ooh la la. These are people who are very prosperous today. And happy and content. But that's not how they started out. And this are only two of the testimonies I want to share. I have plenty of testimonies, but this one sent to me, so I'm also reading it. Said, Bishop, I am blessed listening to you all the time. I have several testimonies, but I want to share this particular one about tithing. Yeah. It was very difficult to pay my tithe consistently and even to pay the right amount. That's how many of you are. Yeah. Some of you don't pay consistently. And if you have to pay, you don't pay the right amount. How many of you are like that? Yeah. Confession makes you powerful. Those of you who are putting your hands down as if you are complying, only God knows. Yeah, yeah. He says, some time ago, you preached on tithing and asked us to be faithful and consistent with little 
and it will be easier to have much and still be faithful. Yeah. Because see, the reality is that normally, the reason why people don't give is because they say it's little. It's not enough. And you hear Christians say that, oh, I'm believing God. When I get plenty money, I'll give. No, 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 no. He that is faithful with little, the same shall be faithful with much. That's why when you're in a relationship and the guy doesn't know how to give money, don't think that when you marry, he will become responsible. Hey! The irresponsibility starts from the relationship. Uh, yeah. The way his hands are. Eh? When you are in a relationship, it even gets wilder when you marry. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. said, when I listened to your recent teaching on tithing, I saw how God had elevated me because I took the decision to change my tithing habit years ago. If I look at what I give now as my tithe, it is a testimony of God's word being true. Yeah. I used to always have pressure on my finances. So, it caused me to reduce or not pay my tithe sometimes. Many of you are like that. Pressure. Hey. Ever since I became consistent and faithful with the little after your preaching, I have seen how the years, I have seen how over the years it has become one of the cornerstones of my blessings. Wow! I won't read the rest. You'll be jealous. Let me read another one. <laughs> yeah. He mentioned the ties that he's paying now. It's brutal. Yeah. Huh? I mean, you see, just imagine eh, that every month you are paying almost like $1,500 as tithe. Every month, that's your tithe. Then apart from that amount, there are other sources of money that giving. Yeah, it's like pledges. I mean, look. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't start with little, I'm telling you, if you see a certain amount, do you know why rich nations give millions of dollars to poor countries? Because, see, they, have, they are used to giving. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it, is, it is a habit they have acquired. And when they give us money, they don't become poor. Nobody gives and remains poor. You rather increase. Yeah, but in the recesses of many of us, our minds, we think that giving means losing. Yeah. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Yeah. You, you can't understand it. Testimony number two. The, the first one, if I read the rest. Mm, yeah. Number two. It says, another I have been listening to your podcast for a long time. And I am always blessed. Some of you are here don't listen to me. You say, when, when I say that thing, you don't believe it. So what is the motivation to go and listen? 
you don't direct anybody to listen to. There are people who are not here with us who follow me. Sometimes when they send me, I'm even surprised. But God is helping us. Amen. He says, recently, you started teaching on tithing. And I feel like sharing this long overdue testimony. Yeah, long overdue testimony. He says, some years ago in church, you taught on tithing for some weeks. But I had quietly said to myself that I don't believe in tithing. So no matter what you said, I said I will not pay. (laughs) And he was in the church. Yeah. Some of you are like that. I will share envelopes. You are sitting down, look at uh, 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 tight cards. You will look at me. I'll pay. Yeah. That's why I've been a pastor over your lives here for five years. There are some people who have never paid tight for five years. It's true. It's true. They've never. Yeah, it's abnormal. I'm telling you something. It's abnormal. He says, I will rather give offerings, pledges, and support other things that are done in the church. Yeah, that's what he said. And I will not pay tithe. I remember one morning I woke up and had a strong feeling that I was being disobedient. Nobody had preached, nobody had said anything. He just woke up with the feeling that he's been disobedient. And he says, I decided to change by paying the tithes because that was exactly the area I was disobedient in. Yeah? Some of you, eh, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you pretend as if you don't know what he's saying. God, he knows us intimately. And oftentimes, when God says something or makes you feel guilty about something, he's pointing to something specific. Sometimes you can be in a relationship that is wrong and God will open your eye that this thing eh, is going to cost you. But some of you are stubborn. You will hear it and still you are going to it. But he, he, this is somebody's testimony. He said, I just woke up one morning and I felt disobedient. And he decided that he's going to pay his tithe because that is exactly what he was disobedient in after thinking. Hmm. For about two years after that, after two years that I have been consistent in paying tithes, one day I realized that a problem I had was taken care of without even knowing how it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Listen. Listen to the story. Beautiful story. It said, my wife's sister had lost her job and her marriage. I mean, she lost her marriage. She lost her job. Double agony. I'm telling you. Yeah. And for most part of our lives, I was compelled to support her every month because the family was pushing my wife to help her. And given the nature of our finances, the burden fell on me. That's the man. If you are with your wife and then they are giving pressure for her to give money, brother, you got to take it up. Some of you don't care. Then you will see that your wife is always hot. You don't care. Eh? But this is a good man. Yeah. She was always putting pressure and making other demands. The, the, the one they are helping you. 
And we felt she was never satisfied and appreciative of our efforts. Yeah. Some people are like that too. You can sacrifice for them. It is as if <laughs> what you have is for them. Hmm? They feel entitled. It was a struggle for years as I just had to cover my wife to avoid the family, making her feel that she has neglected her sister who had helped her for many years. So it's like, because the sister helped her, now that you have married and you and your husband are at home peacefully, you have to, you know how the family sometimes make you feel? Hmm. And these ones, you can't talk about it too. One day, she called my wife and requested for a certain amount of money. But we didn't have it. And my wife told her to wait for a while. She got angry and said so many hateful things. And further said to my wife, she should not bother to send her any money again. You see, pride. Somebody that <laughs> you, 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 are, you are supporting and helping. The person says, I want this. You say, oh, wait. And the person gets angry. And says all kinds of things. They said, hey, don't, don't send me any money again. What do you think? You think it's your money that makes me? All kinds of. My wife informed her mother. And the family sat on the issue. And when it came up, some of the family people said that we should stop sending her money because of her ingratitude. It is this same family that was putting pressure on us to support her. And now they had a change of mind. He says, it was then that we realized that we have been delivered from a devourer. Do you understand what is happening here? Hmm. When I decided to start paying the tithes, I prayed for God to rebuke all divorces of our finances. I didn't have her in mind as a devourer. But I took notice of the fact that it ended after just a month of paying my tithes and praying about it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you see, they've been married for almost 17 years. And he says that for almost about eight years, this has been going on. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? And he's sitting in the church and he says, I won't pay tithe. Me, I'll support, I'll do this, I'll do this. Okay. And you have been helping somebody who doesn't even appreciate what you are doing. Is that how Satan is? Then he says, when he had the conviction that he was disobedient and decided to change, he said, Lord, deliver me from any devourer in my finances as I'm paying time. But he was not thinking about the uh, sister-in-law as a devourer. But after the issues came up and then they stopped, then he realized after two years that they have stopped that, hey, it was just a month after he started paying tithe, and then this thing stopped. Yeah. Hmm. My wife. Okay. Oh, where am I? I've gone back. Okay. He says, 
I have never turned my back on paying tithe. And my financial and spiritual breakthroughs are so many that I am grateful to God for opening my eyes. Yeah. You see, some of you, when we read the Bible to you, you think that somebody wants to manipulate your life. Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. Malachi 3, 7. I'm teaching you something eh, that you have to hold. You see, the faith that we have, it is not only to correct us and to lead us away from sin, but it is also to give us wisdom to govern our lives and to do practical things that open us up for favor. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 7. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone from my ordinances. Now, do you remember what God told Israel in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30? All the tithe is mine. So, what Moses was told to instruct Israel to do was that every year, every harvest, let them gather 10%, you see, of their tithe and then bring it to me. And Israel was doing it. But you see how people are. When we hear instructions, sometimes we obey it to, a, uh, to an extent and then we, hey, this thing is too much. Yeah, this thing is too much. So the scripture here says in Malachi, even from the days of your fathers, because your father stopped paying the tithe. You are also gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you. So one of the things that happens to many of you, let me tell you something. You see, you can pray. You can fast. You can worship and bring down God's grace and presence. But you may not have a certain financial capacity. Yeah. Because there are things that only need money to break. You see, that's why Satan uses that thing for people who consult him. When you go and consult somebody who, is, who calls himself a, a marabou or whatever, the first thing after everything is money, your sacrifice. You, without it, they can't do anything. Yeah. It, it, it shows you the role money plays in spiritual things. That's why we also have to have a covenant with God where it's not only you, you come to church, you come and pray, you know, you pray and sweat and spit all over. Eh? You worship and lose your voice. Eh? What else do you do? You dance and, and fall asleep after, uh, after uh, uh, during preaching. What else do you do? When, when it comes to giving, then you bow down. When it's giving time, we bow down and worship Yahweh. You see, many people, when it's giving time, they bow down. When it's pledge, they don't give. That's why when you are doing something, you ask for money. Don't give. But God told Israel, give to Moses, give to Aaron, give. Not because God was in need, but because he wanted to bless their hearts. 
Satan takes it away. You, there are people who sit in the church. When you tell them to give, they won't give. When they go to a marabu and the marabu says, bring, hey, before they are going, they've taken the money. They will even tell them, this man, this is how much you will charge. Yeah. So when they go and they ask for the money, if there's something they don't have, they have to go back and come back and come and give it. Mm. Yeah. You do it for the devil. Yeah. Return unto me. If many of us, eh, we don't covenant God through our money, let me tell you something. Don't, don't mistake, don't take it for granted. God doesn't need money from any of us. But you see, your money represents your very heart. Because some of you, eh, if somebody takes your thousand dollars today, eh, you will become a policeman. <laughs> Come a soldier. You rise up and fight. Hey! Yeah. It is that thing that God takes and honors your heart. Because it means something, your life. Because some money, God doesn't drop Dalasi. What is Dalasi? If you cross into Senegal, they don't even like Dalasi. Eh? Unless you are the border. Like go to Dakar and go and use Dalasi to buy something. You hear your brother telling you things. <laughs> yeah. Where are we? Malachi 3. Yes. He says, return unto me and I'll return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? You know, oftentimes when God is not with some people, they don't even notice it. So, if you don't know that God is not with you and somebody says that, look, God is not in your life, come back to him. You ask the same question. Well, well, oh, oh. <laughs> but we have been going to church. I'm a Christian. I've been praying. I've been doing... Th- yeah, I mean, sometimes you think that you have a, a husband. It is God who gave you the husband. Some of you should, you should even thank God that <laughs> you, you have a marriage. Do you understand? Yeah, but... You realize that some of the relationships, it's not God. You have a job, so you think you're okay. It's not every job. There are some jobs you are doing. You know that it's not God. Your life, sometimes you can realize that what you have, it doesn't make you content. It is survival. That's what we call it. God did not create us to survive. We are above animals. Animals survive. Yeah. Yeah. Animals survive, but human beings live. I have come that you may have life. But he didn't say, I have come that you may survive. I have come that you may have life. Yeah. Yeah. And it is when God is in your life that you have life. But you see, some of you, if I tell you that God is on with you, you will take exception to it. The fact that you go on your knee to pray and you sit in the church doesn't mean that God is with you. No. No. He says, return unto me. And I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. So it means all the time that Israel was there, God was not with them. But they said, wherein shall we return? You see, they are so far away from God that it's like, ah, what, what should we do? Verse 8. Verse 8. Will a man rob God? 
So, you see, the question they asked, God is speaking to It's like, but why should we return to you, God? You are with us. Now, God is coming to speak. Listen to him. He says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? Pause. God says, return unto me. And I will return unto you. And you are asking, but how should I return? Are you not, have you not been around? Why, why, why should I return? Then God says that. Will you rob me? In other words, God is telling them the reason why he's not with them. That you have become thieves. And I've moved away from you. Yeah. Is it possible for you to rob me? Because you don't see God. You don't see his house. You don't see his car. You don't see his clothes. You don't see his money. You don't see any physical thing that God has for you to even say that this is God. And for you to say that I've taken something that belongs to God. So it's a strange expression that God says, you have stolen from me. You've robbed me. You've robbed you? Of what? Yes, you have. You have robbed me. Of what? Of tithes and offerings. Oftentimes, many people who struggle to give tithes also struggle to give offerings. Because, you see, the tithe is higher than your offering. And when you have a culture of paying tithe, giving offering is the least struggle. And the offering is more consistent because the tithe is normally periodical. Now we do it a month because we earn income by the month. Nobody is paid six months of harvest or a year. Do you understand? You are paid by the month. So that's why we teach you to pay it monthly. But as for your offerings, they are consistent. As long as you are around, you give. And when you don't find it important and relevant as your Christian duty to pay tithe, offering also becomes laborious and unattractive to you. So, many of you are thieves. According to the scripture. Yeah. Hosea chapter 4. Verse 1. Hosea. 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 Hey. The people can't find it. You can't find it. Have you found it? You can't hear. Have you found it? 4-1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. The Lord has a controversy. Can you imagine God has a problem with you? Then you really have a problem. There is no truth, no mercy, no knowledge of God in the land. And this is the land where God had made his people great. You see, do you know why sometimes in the church, eh, the people are not happy? And people are poor. And people are depressed. It is because many of you, eh, you don't walk in truth. The things that you hear, 
being preached, there are things that give life. Jesus said that, where is that I speak unto? They are spirit and they are life. When you apply what you hear, I'm telling you, you can never be depressed. You see, that word depression, it exists, but I don't know what it means. How can I be depressed over what? And it's not because of money. It's not, you see, there are many people who have a lot of money and they go into depression and die. They have sicknesses or commit suicide. So don't think that when you, some of you, when you don't have money, it becomes a problem. You are unhappy. Sometimes a marriage or something, you don't have children or something, it disturbs you. People have children and they they are also depressed. Yeah. There are people when their children are coming home, they they start getting uh, uh, blood. Their, their blood pressure start going high. <laughs> yeah. When or when they themselves they are going home, where their children are, they start developing headaches. <laughs> yeah. So he, he says, he says, he says, hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. I like verse 2. Don't forget it. He says, by swearing and lying and killing and what? Stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. You see, when you steal, eh, all of us, nobody is happy with the thief. Sometimes it is not even what they take, the amount or the value, but the fact that the person will take something. You lose trust. And you cannot commit anything to a thief. Oh no. You become afraid of them. Because it's wickedness. Yeah. And we can look at, you see, you can say, okay, by swear, me, I know the swear. Okay. So you have escaped then. You don't swear. You. As for lying, oh, no, 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 no. There anyone here who says, I'm not a liar. I want to be your special friend. Hey. Been lying, but lying. Yeah, I'm telling you. And killing. Hey, me, I, I know you before, but you have hatred. Is that not so? Jesus said that when you have hatred against somebody, you are a murderer. When you hear somebody has uh, 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 a lady has taken her boyfriend to a hotel and cut the guy's stomach. Eh? gave him something to drink and then he passed out and opened the stomach and removed the intestines and left him to bleed. Said, this girl is wicked there. It's wicked there. Mm. But you, you, you can't cut somebody's stomach and open it and remove the things. But you have hatred for somebody. You and that murderer, you are the same. Yeah. And committing adultery. Those of you who are married who don't who are not faithful, kissing other mouths, holding breasts that is not paid for. You say I shouldn't say it. Or in church, you don't want to hear sad things. What is what is adultery? 
adultery is not laying hands on a, a sister and say, sister, you are blessed. No, 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 no. That's how what it is. But you see, I'm just narrowing it on one thing. The thief. There are many things God talks about. He doesn't like. And we, we can use years to address all those things. But today I'm talking about you, your God, and your money. When you fail to give, God himself, oh, this one is not any prophet who said it. said, will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me. You are a thief. You, th- you rob me of tithes that belongs to me and offerings that belong to me. That's why, you see, sometimes eh, it's not everybody you pray for that works. Yeah. Because some of you, your unfaithfulness places you in a certain category where prayer cannot deliver you. The only thing that will deliver you is to change and do what God says you have to do. That's all. Yeah. There are many, look, if you go to churches, people have received prophecies. Some of you are sitting here, oh, I see your car, then you have received it. I see your visa, you have received it. I see your husband, you have received it. I see your uh, prosperity, you have, you, have, you have received all these things, but you are still not happy. Because life does not consist in the abundance of things that one has. There are some people, their only vision is to travel to America, Germany, Spain, Italy, Canada, England, Australia. Even Greenland, some people want to go there. Yeah. One brother, he said, anywhere that when the plane takes off, it will land apart from my born country. I will go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Beautiful. So, I'm ending on. I'm going to give you the points and then we end. Alright. Will a man rob God? Are you a thief? Oh. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just asking a question. Eh? Eh? Are you offended in the question? God said, will a man rob me? Will a man rob me? Yes. You have robbed me. In tithes and offerings. So anybody who doesn't pay tithe and offerings in the eye of God, that's what you are. You see, do you know why today the Israelites or the Jews hold it as like the first honor to God that anything that God gives them, as for 10%, they will give it. And it doesn't matter where they are. In America, in Germany, in France, wherever. And you know what they do? They pay it right back to Israel. To the temple. Yes. So the temple has billions of dollars that can be used to build the temple if they claim the land today that they are fighting. They are fighting over the land in Israel, in Jerusalem. The, 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 the Palestinians have built a mosque on that land. And it is the place where they fight a lot. They have the money to build a temple institute. Billions of dollars ready. If they, 
if the day and the day will come, they will take the land. Amen. Yeah, if we live long to, to, to see the things coming to pass, you will see it because of a covenant they have with God. They don't want to be called thieves. And they have crossed everywhere Jews are. They are the top. If they go to any country, they live in the richest places, most beautiful places. But we, when we travel, we are in the bays. We are in the ghettos. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Go to Dubai. You see, you see Africans living in villages where they, they take buses and come to work in the city and go back and go and sleep in cubicles. Yeah. A servant of servants. And you see, the covenant that God has with Israel, it is not only to Israel. The New Testament brings all of us into that covenant if we believe. That is why, you see, you can start from today. Prove me. Go back to Malachi chapter 3, verse 9. Verse 9. Say, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. When you see a people where they don't have any covenant with God, and they only sow and give money to idols, and worship other things, you, you, you will see the presence of demons. Yeah. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Change. That thing that you don't believe, eh? Believe it. Look at somebody's testimony. Say, I sat in the church and I didn't believe. And sometimes he said, Bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now. Herewith. I mean, for God to say, You don't believe, prove me. I'm telling you, you say you don't believe it. Try God. Yeah. Prove me now. Now, not in next year. That's why this guy said he realized that exactly after a month, the sister called and got angry and said, Stop. She herself said, Don't send me money again. Yeah. And because, because, come to think of it, how was he going to talk about this matter? And he said, for nine years, eight years, we're doing this. What is that? Sunday morning. Forgive. If, he says, prove me. Now, here we say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the hev- windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Do you want to, you, do you want to challenge God? You see, if you only think that the church, we have to be praying, you know, the way things are going, Bishop, you have to lead us to do prayer fasting. Okay. After we have done it, when we say give, then ask for that one there. Because some of you, let me tell you something. You, you separate yourself from anything I say when I talk, especially about money. 
Yeah. Even, even, you see, obedience, eh? Even for some people to come for prayer meeting, when I call for prayer meeting, they will not come. When I say, wake up and let us pray, they will not pray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like, any little thing that God wants to do for the church and, and for you as a member, you, you have separated yourself from it. So you can't, you can't. It's not, it's not, look, it's not, let me tell you something. It's not money you need to be happy. It's not marriage you need. To, you can be married to, to Princess, uh, what's her name? I don't know. She has died. Uh, who are the princesses around? What? Yeah, name them. You know them. <laughs> Princess Ada, yes. And whatever princess you have. Yeah. Then you realize that, look, it's nothing, no. Nothing. There's some emptiness in all these things. Want to get an American passport? Want green card? Yeah, man. You want Schengen visa? Hey! Some of you want somebody to marry you. It's like, hey, this man has married me. Um, I had a friend many years ago. When we were in school, a certain girl came for international course. By the time the girl finished, they were together like that. Oh, man. The girl went, they were in love. Went, processed his application and everything, and then joined. He has regretted that ever. It's like up to today, he has not recovered. Because, you see, he married somebody. They lived, had children, bought a house. They were paying, and then there were differences. And the girl said, I'm filing for a divorce. When she filed for a divorce, everything goes to her name. But when it comes to the payment, he has to pay. Pay the house and look after the children. That was the end of his life. He never recovered. He doesn't even want, when you talk about marriage, he doesn't, hey. He doesn't want, he's afraid of women. <laughs> he's afraid of women because of one experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, up to today. Yeah. If you have God and what he represents, it is enough. That's life. But you see, you don't understand it. And to have him means to walk in obedience. There are things he wants you to do, not because he's taking anything. I mean, ask yourself, if today, let's just say that you are earning $10,000 a month and you can't pay $1,000. I'm sorry for you. You, you, want, you want to wait and make what? One million dollars and pay hundred thousand. You cannot, you cannot do it. It is not in your heart. That's what I'm saying. That, you see, I met a lady who reported her husband because her husband doesn't give money. And, and, and the guy didn't find it. Any, it's like he didn't see the reason why she had a problem with it. So, after we solved the problem, I asked her a question. I said, so when we're in the relationship, I mean, was he? So, no, 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 no. We didn't talk about money. It's like, hey. 
You see, you, you see the signs, but you don't believe the signs. And it's like, if he gives you, if he gives you hundred dollars, he wants you to tell him what you use it for. It's like, oh, I need, I need, can you give me hundred dollars? Then you ask, what are you going to use it for? Yeah. One brother, he, 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 he says, when his wife goes to Serekunda Market, eh, he, she should bring receipt. So, so because, listen, because she doesn't bring receipt. True story. <laughs> listen, listen. Because she doesn't bring receipt, he himself takes money and goes to the market. Then he will go and buy tomatoes. He will go and buy pepper. He will go and buy onions. He, he, he will buy everything and bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy or you are bored? <laughs> yeah. Listen. Listen. Listen to me. You see, giving is a sign of life in somebody. When you have somebody in your life who doesn't give, you see, you are dealing with a spirit that takes away everything from you and doesn't give back. You see, love is very deceptive. You, many of you, you can fall in love with an idiot, but you won't even know that the person is an idiot. Because love is a very emotional something be, I mean, hey, when you are in love, the way you feel, hey, <laughs> The things you can do. Hey! One sister. Married for 21 years. One day she woke up, she said, my husband has taken me for granted. And you see, that realization, eh, it was when she became a Christian. Because the two of them, when they met, they were not in Christ. And the guy, hey, when you see him, eh, I mean, hey, he's a nice guy. He knows how to talk. He's smooth. Baby, we are doing this. Baby, we are doing that. Baby, I need money to help me to do this. And then everything they had was in his name. Everything they had was in his name. Yeah. Her money, she had a good job. Money that she has given to this. I mean, of course, we are giving money to us, but you don't put a receipt by it. You see, when you are in love, rationality goes out of the head. Yeah. You see, that's what some of you are mind. You need guidance. Marriage is a wild thing. You know? It can make you happy or it can destroy you. If you marry the wrong person, you will see that the person has boiled you for a long time. Yeah. And after you are dry, he leaves you for somebody to come and take over. But nobody likes 
the meat that has been left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She realized. Because the guy was, I mean, the guy had had relationships and affairs. And when it comes up, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, it was a temptation. I mean, hey. And then she'll forgive and move on. Then later she realized that, hey, this guy is a wicked guy. For a brief period, she lost her job for just about six months. And sometimes she says, when I ask money for fuel, she said, he says, pack the car. Pack the car. And take van. Don't be proud. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen certain things before. When, let me tell you something. Anybody any covenant you have with God, it opens your eyes and your mind. You see, when you're in a marriage, you the wife, whatever you earn, pay, my wife pays her tithe. We don't join our income to pay tithe. No, 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 no. She has a covenant. If I misbehave, God will look after her. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, her, her knight in the shining armor. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like your, your whole heart is in this man. Who taught you that? Trust not in the arm of flesh. Look at, look at a man like even Abraham. You see, Abraham was not a fool. He had a relationship with God that superseded his commitment to his wife. And anything God says he should do, he will do it even to the clean of his only son between him and his wife. There's no discussion. That's a covenant. And it makes God's presence in the relationship greater and powerful. And God doesn't take anything away. He adds. Oh, some of you have guys who, who is like, look, there is nothing like any relationship with God. You don't even see it as an important thing because you yourself, you are not there. You don't have any commitment to God yourself. So when you meet somebody who's, who is not like that, it doesn't ruffle you. If a guy, if your husband tells you don't pay tithe and don't do this, don't do that, I'm telling you that he's bringing you into a curse. You see, the curse that is pronounced on the woman in the Bible is your desire shall be for the man. That's how it is. How do you jump out of it? Say, ye are cursed with the curse. And there are several instructions. That don't neglect any of them. Anything that God says you should do, do it. Every one of them is important. Sometimes, you see, you can be working hard. Eh? In the name of, I'm not lazy, but you need rest. If you don't rest one day, you see, if you don't choose a day to rest, the body will choose a day for you to rest. And the day the body gives you a day to rest, you'll be in the hospital. You will be in the hospital. Yeah. You will be in the hospital. Everything is... You know why God gives the Sabbath? It's like, you work, rest one day. There is no rest. No holiday, nothing. But that's why schools give vacation. 
You can't always book, book. Studying is work. Oh. Studying is more than carrying blocks and climbing stairs and building us. Yeah. It's something the children need break. They need break. Verse 11. What's my time? 10 minutes. I'm done. Look at this one. 11. He says, and I, God, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. You know, there are many people where when they have devourers, they don't even, you see, <laughs> there are things eh, that take away the essence of your life, but sometimes you don't know it. Yeah. It can be your husband. It can be your wife. Sometimes it can be your children. You can have children who bring you bills every month, every day. When they go out and they come home, people are following them to collect money. Yeah. Yeah. Like this brother says, my sister, my wife's sister, eight years. Why? You are looking after somebody who is even ungrateful and, and, and calls to ask for money at a time you don't have money. And when you say, don't have money, the person thinks that you, you have money, you are wicked, you think that I'm going to depend on you for the rest of my life. I mean, you see, when he sent me a message, I called. I said, what were some of the things that he was, she was saying? He said, look, she told, she told her sister, you think I'm going to depend on you for the rest of my life. I have looked after you. You are ungrateful. It's almost like, you see, it's almost like a devil who, who intimidates you and makes you feel that hey, you should cut your head and give it to me, but you are not doing it. And so every month, they make sacrifices and send money and send money. And this one, she will call this one. She will call this one. And I'm going for a, a, a funeral. And then uh, there's some cloth be that I have to uh, buy. I don't have money if you can send me small momo to, so that I can use it to buy. I mean, look at things like this. He said, I didn't even know that I was contesting with the devourer. Some of you, it's like as you are young, eh, you, you, you are looking after people who will not be there. If you st- if, if, if you don't give them money, eh, it is as if you are evil. But when you need help, they will never help you. Anybody who sucks your blood, you see, when you have people, me, I fight for my members. When you when you have people who depend on you and don't give back, even sometimes your coming to church is a problem for them. But they don't know that your ability to even be goodly is because of the word of God in you. If you were to be like them, you won't, you also be selfish. And they talk against your coming to church and your relationship with God and they compromise you and the day you have a problem, they will not be there. They don't even pray for you because they don't know how to pray. Which God do they pray to? Yeah. Then you, you, you do all these things and you can't say, I am being paid 4000 a month. Let me give God $400. What is $400 for your life? Yeah. Is it not a shame? Think about it. Yeah. I will rebuild the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Uh, some of you, uh, is, look, one day, a certain, a certain brother, I asked him a question. I said, you work. When you make money, what do you use the money for? 
Then he said, I'm helping my, <laughs> my cousin brother. What, what do you do for this cousin brother? The cousin brother has impregnated somebody. And they say you are the first son. So you have to help him. I mean, such madness. I'm, I'm, I have no apologies. You are, you are sponsoring stupidity. And, and, and you sacrifice and give money to the, I said, have you ever invited this boy to church? When I talk about church, he doesn't want to come. So, doesn't he want to get a job? When I speak to him, he doesn't respect me. You, you, you see, you see, you can immediately see eh, how some people are in bondage. I said, do you know something? It's this thing that you are doing. The day you don't have money, these are the same people who turn and tell you that you are useless. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it some of you, eh? You, your whole, if you are in this church, if you are in my church, if you are with me in this church, I want you to be a blessing. I don't want you to be a burden on somebody. It's like, even in marriage, let me tell you something. It's like, my wife doesn't need me to survive. No. If I give her nothing, she, maybe she'll, be even, she'll even be happier. And at peace. Yeah. I'm not the reason why she is happy. It is God. Don't become dependent on somebody. When you are a parent, you depend, some of you, if you are a parent, you depend on your children. I'm telling you, it is wrong. It is a blessing. When the children have gone through life, they've married, they've established themselves, and now they look after their families, and they can also be a blessing to you. That's a blessing. But when you, 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 they finish school, even their school, you didn't help them to finish they don't get to a certain level. So they can't even get a certain job with a certain income. And then when they finish and they start working and they are paid 4000 you want them to be spending almost 3000 on you and other people in the family. So some of you become divorced. You don't allow your children to be fruitful. How long do you think somebody can survive if this is their lifestyle? And, and you think that we don't need God. You see, the understanding that God gives us and the walk with God, it gives light so that some of you will change. Everybody should change. Amen. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't. You see, you sit here. You, you collect money from this one. You collect money from this one. You collect money from this one. And at the end of the month, you have more money than some of the people that you have collected money from. You are wicked. Yeah, and when those people are in need, you will not help any of them. You will be the one sitting down and laughing. You see, one day I discovered something about a brother. He was he was looking after his sister and another. Uh, uh, the sister had, I think, two boys, and the sister was in a relationship. But this brother, every month, giving money to the sister. And he has problems. And the sister has never even bothered to find out how things are between them in the marriage. You see, God wants us to do good. Though, but there is a time you have to do good. Jesus Christ, he knew why he came. When he went to the uh, wedding, and the mother said, look, the wine is finished. I know you can do something. So do something. Do you know his response? He said, Woman, 
my time is not yet come. You see, you see, let me tell you, parents, let me tell you something. Sometimes eh, your children can be good. You can know sometimes some of the children, they are good. They, from childhood, they, they, they give. But don't exploit that. Because you have to help them to get to the time of their life where they are able to really support. Not when they are crawling. Because Jesus realized that my mother, if I, if I make a mistake, my mother will use me to do magic everywhere. Family meeting, come and turn water into wine. Eh? Eh? My, my cousins who are not giving birth, he will come and say, look, pray for them and let them become... Uh, uh, see that your mother is using you to collect funds and she's proud about you. That's not your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere, hey, where are you, Jesus? We are going to this uh, family uh, uh, gathering. Come and let's go. You will go and do some magic there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It says, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. It's like Jesus knew that. Look, my mother. If I make a mistake, eh, mommy will let me do things that I have not been asked to do. Yeah. Up to today, drunkards use that miracle to justify why we should drink wine and not water. Water he turned into wine. (laughs) Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. People who drink, they say that even Jesus Christ turned water into wine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now we have to explain that the wine was not alcoholic. There was alcohol inside, I'm telling you. It's alcohol inside. It was alcoholic wine, I'm telling you. Powerful. When they drank it, they said, man, everybody reserves the nice wine for the start. But you, when it is ending, now you are bringing the nice one. No, 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 no. no. Some of you sisters, when you marry, no, then they start giving you pressure and, and you should give. Then you see that it becomes a problem in the marriage. Look, Covenant with God first. Let them insult you. When God blesses you, you you will do magic for them. You can build and do things in a short time for them and make them happy. Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing God demands of us that takes away life. But everything, every instruction is for our good. That's why, you see this church, everybody must decide that me, I'll pay tithe. Those of you who have a mind of not paying tight. Five years that I've been here. Before I came, you were not paying. Since I've been here, you are not paying. Yeah. And you won't change. It's not everybody who wakes up one day and feels that they are being disobedient. Yeah. It's not everybody. Yeah. God is real. I want you to have God in your life. Not only through prayer. Or worship, but also much more in your finances. That thing that you pay called tithe, it invites the presence of God over things that destroy them. Sometimes when you have money, you see that hey, you are paying for this, you are doing this, you are giving money to this, and then sometimes too, the day you have money, problems that you didn't think about will come, and the money will go and solve all those problems. Mm? These are divorces, and Satan he knows. You see, he's a thief. And a thief who he generates strife and issues so that it's like any 
money you give that you feel it's like you're under pressure. Family obligations. Look, my father, when we were growing up, my father was looking after almost everybody. The house was always full. Cousins. Some of them, you don't even know their relationship. It went on for a long time. When I became a Christian, eh? ah, even when we had grown up, we were working, his children were working, we don't ask our father for money, anything. Then still, family people. He has gone on pension, and he's not working, and then they are still coming to him with problems, this one. Then he has to travel here. He has to give money here. We said, no, 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 no. This kind of thing is, Charlie, it got to stop. We rose up. They didn't like it. But I stood up. I put my forehead. I said, hey, it, can, it, it is only God. Because it, it, they are ungrateful. Sometimes when you hear what they will say, my father says, when he has his money, he, he, pay, he, he has paid his tithe. Well, he was in America for I don't know how many years. His church, every month, his tithe, he's sending his tithe. In somebody who is in pension, who is old, any money, He's paying his tithe faithfully to his church. Eight, eight years, still living and moving around Hallelujah. by the grace of God. And you see the, the, the lifestyle or the circle of ungrateful people who come. I want this, I want this. Now we've, it's like a bridge has been built by God himself. You can't come with your problems. Yeah. Selfish, wicked people. When you have a, when my father has any problem, none of the family people are there. It is as children. You're not there. You can't live your life for people who don't who don't show any interest. And you have to understand it even now and be serious with God. I'm telling you, when you don't change your ways with God, you become ordinary, and the things that are repeated continue. So you see that what you have seen in the family, you are also just continuing. It's just a matter of time. But your life and your testimony should be different. Say amen. In fact, I've preached for a long time. It's, it's enough. I've given you all the points. So let me just summarize the three, three points that I, um, I've given you. Number one, 10% of your income is for God. Yeah, 10% of your income is for God. 10%. Leviticus 27, verse 30. Number two. Not paying tithe is stealing from God. Malachi 3.8. Not paying. I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. If a human being can make you feel that if you don't give me money, you are wicked. God says, if you don't give me what is mine, you are a thief. You care about what people say, but not about God says. I don't care about what people say. If you come and ask me for money I don't have and I have to give to God, I'm telling you, I'm going to give it to God. You can call me all kinds of names. Because at the end of the day, if I am able to give to you, it is God who makes it possible. And number three, the Bible encourages us not to be thieves. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, and we go home. Ephesians 4, 28. Let him that stole 
still no more. Change. If ever you have, even physically, some of you are thieves. There are people who steal things in the church. They take money from people's bags. They take people's phones. Yeah, gadgets. Laptops disappear. Somebody has gone to my office and taken money from my drawer before. I'm telling you, when I came, hey, I was shocked. I said, hey, Charlie. Wow. What a church. <laughs> Welcome to the Gambia. <laughs> hey. It was a nice baptism. <laughs> I was shocked. Hey. I had a bishop's chain. A chain. A bishop's chain given to me by Bishop Dark. Somebody stole it from the office. Yeah. What are you going to do with chain? Let him that stole. Steal no more. But rather let him labor. Working with his hands. The thing which is good. We are teaching you things that are good. Some of you at your workplaces, you are thieves. One day, a certain girl was sick. And her work colleagues went to pay her a visit. When they went, they discovered that, oh, some of the things in the office were in the, in the house, in the room. She wasn't expecting them to come. Yeah. I mean, why? Oh, sister. It's not only boys who steal. Girls also steal. Girls can steal panties. I mean, I wonder why they steal panties. When you go to boarding house. Oh. One day we went for a camp. Christians, so we went for a camp. And when we came back, some of the sisters said, their panties and braziers have been stolen. I mean, how? Yeah. He says, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. You see, the blessing of working with God is that that thing that you are taking in, you also have the opportunity to have more and give to somebody. Normally when people steal, it is out of need. It's only certain cases that is spiritual and demonic. They take things they don't need. They are called kleptos. You see a boy who has taken things belonging to girls and he doesn't need them like a fetish Hmm? he goes to the shop then he's stealing ladies things and he doesn't have a girl that he's even going to give to he's just happy to take things when you ask him he doesn't even understand why he has taken it you have a a guy who has stolen uh, lipstick uh, uh, (laughs) cutes nail polish what are you going to do with it, a brother? <laughs> Don't also be a thief of God's money. Some of you, you have been wicked. You see, thieves are wicked though. When somebody steals your something, eh, immediately say, hey, it's like, hey, Charlie, no, 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 no. You feel it oh. It says that he may have to give to him that needed. May one day your life be a blessing to somebody. 
what you have need of, may God give you more so that one day you bless people with their need. If it is money you lack, one day may you prosper so that you will solve people's financial problems for them. You'll be a blesser of people. May your needs and your, and your lack be taken care of by the, God, by the Lord who has saved us. And may you become a blessing so that whatever you need, you have it more and in abundance. Lift up your hands and thank him. Lift up your hands and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to the Lord. Yes. Thank him. Wherever you are. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your voice. I said, speak to the Lord. Some of you, your prayer is that, Lord, from today, I am going to change. I want to just believe and start paying tithe. I just want to commit to you. Yeah. We can pray for you. We can cast out devils. There are many things that we can do, but if there are some things in your life that you don't open up to God about, in terms of your money and your commitment, it is also a deficiency you must correct. Yeah. You can do all kinds of exercises to keep fit, but there are some things when you also don't do, it can also just deny you of long life, no matter how healthy you are. Yes. Take care of yourself. Be holistic. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us. Thank you for lifting us out of darkness and bringing us into your marvelous light and teaching us kingdom principles that will establish our relationship with you. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Father, help us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Every eye closed. Everyone. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.